customers are rushing to your store. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a mm, real POS? You need Shopify for retail. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into the one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers in line and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point-of-sale system, or use Shopify's POS Go mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash theathletic, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash theathletic to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash theathletic. Welcome to the Athletic MBA Show, Monday through on the Athletic Podcast Network. Whoa. New York strip steak? Ooh. This is the Basketball Buds. Braised beef short ribs? Dang! With Zach Harper and your favorite athletic writer. Get mad at me, bro. I'm gone. Welcome to the Athletic NBA Show podcast on the Athletic Podcast Network. I'm your host, Zach Harper. Today, we got JK, we got Trevon Edwards, we got James Edwards III, we got Mo Dacchio. Oh, and do we have a show for you coming up, of course. We'll clock in with Jay King's Minute. Try to figure out if that Warriors win over the Celtics means anything. Joel Embiid is on an absolute tear right now. But we start off with maybe my favorite rivalry in the NBA now. Maybe this is just being a prisoner of the moment, guys, but... The Pels and the Suns. There's some real animosity there. I thought my favorite rivalry was going to be Mavs Suns, but no, it's just everybody hates the Suns. Everybody is just out to hate the Suns. I don't know if that's a Devin Booker thing. I don't know if that's a Chris Paul thing. Uh, maybe it's like everyone hates Landry Shamit. I don't know what it is, but gotta blame Landry Shamit. <laughs> <laughs> the Pelicans, the Pelicans take them down in back-to-back games. Uh, the first one was where it was its spiciest because at the end, right after Chris Paul failed to pad some stats as the game was over, Zion Williamson gets it out. Uh, I believe Larry Nance kicked it up the court to him. He goes up there, does a 360 windmill dunk that was so clean, so powerful, so Zion. And it was nasty. And it was that, uh, that hallowed time of you don't score here. You don't do it. It's not okay. When did the NBA become baseball? We stopped playing, so you should stop playing. And it's fun, man. I think anyone who's got a problem with that, I'm sorry your team lost. That's the reason you have a problem with it. Uh, Or maybe you just, college basketball is your favorite sport. That's another reason why you would have a problem with it. But no, man, it was fun. Zion's, Zion's comments afterwards, basically saying like, hey, they knocked us out, right? They knocked out my guys last year. And so, you know, he said it in, in so many words, like we're sending a little message there. The Pelicans are really good right now. Check out the uh, power rankings on the athletic.com. 
They are up to third, only behind the Bucks and the Celtics uh, for this week in my power rankings. And so they go out there, they beat them two nights in a row. We get some video this weekend that in that first game, there's Paul, little chicken wing, little dirty, cheap shot. Dirty. To Jose Alvarado. So that dirty. adds to even more to it. Uh, in the little scuffle and the little kerfuffle that happened after that first game, uh, it looked like only Najee Marshall and uh, and Jacques Landale <laughs> wanted to wanted to go at it. Which uh, I feel Jacques, like Najee, Jacques Najee's always looking to fight at this point. <laughs> like it I is, like him. I don't think he and Brandon Ingram should be on a team together because that is too much ready to go <laughs> in one spot. But guys, uh, James, I'll start with you. This uh, this Pell Suns rivalry that's starting to brew. They play again this week, which is great. We're just clustering these together. Uh, do you think there's really something here? Do you think there's really something here that can sustain and become a real rivalry? That's the question, right? Because like I, I I like that there is animosity between the two teams. I like that there is a fire. Um, I agree that I think a lot of kind of the the stench that that the Suns have is, I don't know if it's like this professionalism that they walk with, but I think like there is like a feeling from other teams about them that they are just kind of this this professional team we've done this we've done that and they really haven't done anything they made the finals of course that's not to, two wins away they were two yeah they were two wins away so they did do that but it's like they're still relatively new on the scene mm-hmm. uh this was just two three years ago um and the pelicans are coming and we've all were excited for the pelicans coming in and like zion said they did eliminate them uh it's it, it's hard to tell if it's a rivalry because there's the stakes are just so low, but I do like that there are two teams that don't like each other. Like that's always yeah. fun. Yeah, that's I mean, always good. The best part is they play again in a week. <laughs> yeah, like, we're yeah. gonna we're gonna continue the the rivalry. I think it's it's definitely a budding one, but I I think it's worth having. I think this is gonna be two teams that I hope they meet again in the playoffs, and I want to see this thing go just totally off the rails. This thing I was awesome. Yeah. I love it. Jose Alvarado refusing to call Chris Paul by his name is just amazing. <laughs> no one like, touching I mean, Zion when he did the dunk. Yeah. Z- yeah. Z- nobody went at Zion. You, you can't go at Zion. Like, what, what are you going to do to Zion? He's, he know, he's like 300 pounds and the yeah. most athletic man alive. Also, like, he's got psychotic Jonas Valanciunas behind him if you do. Like, I'm not going at anyone that's teammates with Jonas. No, and Jonas, Brandon Ingram, right. Marshall. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's, it's a lot of guys who are ready to go, a... like ready to go. Uh, the yeah. the Pelicans running are, at you. It, it's not really low key. I was going to say they're they're low key developing like a real swagger about them. It's not low key though. No, I got it. Like yeah. it it is high key in your face, and I think they know they're really good. That team is maybe the most interesting to me because they're pretty new on the scene they got zion coming back and he's been fantastic and and they have so many trade pieces to go out and get somebody else that's going to make a real impact like this team is is set up to to maybe be like a real real western conference contender for a a while well trey is this something like I look at this Pelicans team? I don't even know if they need to go get anybody. Like this team's, they just need to be healthy. I was gonna say this is a rivalry. Yeah, <laughs> there's players <laughs> who don't like each other. I'm not even going to like hold back on this one. It's players 
Um, we don't have the Bossa Nova feature, but I will say <laughs> <laughs> that don't like these players. And it is very intentional. It's not just because, oh, you sent my guys home. Yeah. You know, that's one thing. This thing is stems way deeper than what it is. And it only gets better because obviously cool. That has one thing. The coaches have mutual respect for each other. Willie Green is, you know, brought up under Monty, loves him to death. Probably, probably damn near cried in the locker room just because of that. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> just because it just made right. him an uncomfortable situation with someone that he respects the most. But to Monty being a former player and understands this shit, they got to win games. That's it. Fan base is crying about it, whatever. Because at the end of the day, we don't live in this era. We came to see Zion do those type of dunks. If yeah. I paid my hard-earned money, I don't care if it's not my team. I came to see Zion dunk. Yeah. So I'm glad he did it. But at the end of the day, unsportsmanlike, oh, oh Bush League, don't do those type of things. It doesn't matter in this type of space. So I'm glad that the Suns are mad. I'm glad that the Pelicans are mad. I'm glad that the Mavericks don't like the Suns. Who likes the Suns at this point? Cool. We need rivalries back in basketball for it to matter. I'm yeah. even challenging the fans to boo the best player out there. <laughs> Stop saying MVP. We need it in the game of basketball. Oh, we got to get rid of these MVP those... chants, man. We got to get rid of them. They're corny. So They're worse. played out. We got to get rid of that shit in the games. You get. We to need villains back. Season. I think they're fun. I think they're fun. Because you're chanting for Luke Cornett. Look, I, we just need villains back. Yeah, I like that them. Boston hates L.A. I like that L.A. hates Boston. Vice yeah. versa. What happened to Miami, New York? What happened to Chicago, <laughs> New York? These are things. I understand talent-wise and, you know, some of the, 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 the things get lopsided. You know, uh, Golden State, Memphis. Yeah. We need it all. We need it all. I'm not going to say, oh, I'm tired of that guy. Yes, hate those players on the court only. But hate those players and get to yeah. No, we need rivalries like that. Like, like you said, those rivalries are matter. Like throw in, you know, Gobert versus his teammates. Like you need all those rivalries <laughs> that organically come up. Um, I, I There's part of me where like, I feel like Devin Booker's season is getting a little, is going to get a little overshadowed by this. Because Chris Paul once again adds to the the massive treasure chest of like reasons people don't like him, right? Because of that cheap shot. And then he he found out in the second game, kicking out his legs against Zion, right? Like he he tries to as as Dave Foot, Dave DeFore foot, like he fouls out on the griff, right? And it was poetic. And it was it's funny to see that. And at the same time, if you're Suns fans, aren't you just saying, like, this is just regular season shit? Like come do it in the playoffs, right? Like you, you can kind of play that card. You can kind of, you can kind of do that because it is still just like, like I personally, I don't put anything in the regular season series. Nothing. Well, you could sweep a team four Oh, in the regular season. I don't give a damn. Like that has nothing to do with the playoffs. Like, so, so I think you can kind of play that card, but if you do, that team better come through in the playoffs when, they, yeah. when these two teams meet again, like that's the, that's the pressure, right? Before we move on the sun. Oh, go ahead, Mo. Well, no, I just think that's the thing about the Suns is they're going about this in a very arrogant way, as they should. And I think the fans need that's to the right way to go that. about and it. That's the, yeah, and, and that's the, how the fans need to embrace yes. that. 
Like, oh, yeah, whatever. You beat us in December. Who gives mm. a shit? Like, that needs to be their attitude about this the whole way through of, like, we got Devin Booker. He's going to cook in the playoffs, you know, and all, all of that stuff and, and, yeah. and things like that. Unfortunately for them is everybody can just point to their failures last season in the playoffs and how they flamed out. Yeah. But they have to go about this in a very arrogant way. And to Trey's point too, I think we're getting rivalries back. I think a small one that we didn't even mention, I think Portland and Denver are developing one. I think yeah, there's a fun yeah. one there. I think, Yo, you know, that, that game the other night, I mean, I don't, maybe that was four nights ago at this point. I don't know the weekend. It was, it was blur, insane. That the finish, the last three minutes of that, that game was were such, yeah. it was such high level basketball between <laughs> Between Jokic and Murray and Dame and and you know Jeremy Grant out there, you know Anthony Simons when he was in the game, like all that, like they, that was a phenomenal, phenomenal finish. And the, I think the, you're right. I think there, I think there's something there too. The level of shot making in that game in those final three minutes on both ends of the court was amazing. Like I couldn't point yeah. out to really one defensive error. I was just like, shit. They just yeah, it was just shots. good offense. Man. Yeah, it was just unbelievable. It was like back to the bubble. The, yeah, uh, it kind of felt like bubble, but well, that's yeah. just because Jamal Murray was cooking. It felt before like we before we totally move on from the Suns. Is anyone else like extremely worried about the way Chris Paul has looked? He's cooking, and I know he's been <laughs> battling health issues. I know, no, I, he he hasn't been a hundred percent yet. His usage rate is sixteen. It, it's not even that he's not scoring a lot. It's like he's not even trying to. Right there, there are there are plays every game where he's just like, like just dribbling it at the top and just passing it off like he's Jose Alvarado, you know, like <laughs> he's he's still an incredible passer. He still has a a brilliant basketball mind, but I'm I'm really worried about the way Chris Paul has looked so far, and if he's not right, like that, totally torpedoes the Suns. I just I just think I, I'm with you, Jay, because I felt like this was even before the injuries. At the start of the season, I felt like, wow, he looks really off and things like that. I just think he's 37. It finally caught up to him. I just, I just don't him. think you you don't, like, they're winning games for the most part anyway. Like, I just don't, you know, with or without him, like, I don't think you need to have him even close to the peak of his game. But you December. need a second guy in the playoffs. I mean, you're going to sure. count you on need for that. sure. 37-year-old Chris Paul or campaign. Like, that's the stuff that scares I'd ra- me about I mean, this. I'd rather him gear up towards, like, if he's I, I still hope, playing this, if he's still playing this way in March, then like yeah, and, I'm more. And he's rope a doped before. Like he's he's looked totally right. washed before, and then come back and been amazing. So maybe it'll be like that again. You know, he's but, fighting, he's fighting Twitter stuff. You know, it's just look, there's a lot going on. Might be the Kardashian yeah, curse. Yeah, I'm just saying, 16 <laughs> usage rate for for Chris Paul is, about is insane. <laughs> I can't stop thinking about that. Just that stray he took, man. He, he's averaging. Stop. He's averaging less than twelve points per thirty-six minutes. Like what that's Ben Simmons. That's yeah. That that's insane numbers. Like this <laughs> is there's something really off with what he's doing. He he's not even taking ten shots per thirty-six minutes. His career low was last year. Yeah, I guess it wasn't his career low, but last year he was at twelve point four. Like he's yeah. just not even trying to do as much as he did last year when he kind of. I mean, was just setting guys up. Anyway. James, James, do you like? Do you think that this is an issue for Chris Paul now? No, I mean, I think if this is that's the thing, like kind of what all of you guys have said, like, I'm worried if this is the case in March and maybe it is going to be the case in March. I guess we just won't find out until we get there. But like you said, they're winning games with yeah. him either not playing or being a fraction of what we're used to. Um, I guess my concern is if he is not finding his form once the playoffs come, 
does he try to do too much and that cost the Suns early in the playoffs? Because they are going to need that second guy at some point, and I wonder if he'll feel obligated to do so, even if he physically can't. Uh, but I think the Suns, I think they have a trade to make. I don't know what it is, but yeah. I, to be taken serious in the playoffs, I think they have a trade. Yeah, they, I mean, well, Jay, is, Jay Crowder is, is still not there. He is shooting 42% on two-pointers. Like, the stats are insane. Yeah, but he's been injured. Uh, yeah, and and that's fair, and and yeah, that he he was out for a while. Like I'm not Maybe. trying to pretend that he played well, right? Like he's he's played any any kind of acceptable basketball. I'm just not worried about it now. Yeah, uh, he's he's so good that he's a 37 year old short point guard, and you guys are like, yeah, it does, doesn't matter. Like, he's he's gonna be totally good, and maybe but he will. I don't think we're saying he's totally good. I don't know if he's gonna be totally. I just because uh, maybe Wait you do just fall off a cliff, right? Maybe, maybe you, no maybe you Aaron Rodgers this thing, right? <laughs> maybe you Aaron Rodgers thing. We're just all of a sudden next year you're bad. I don't know. I'm, I'm worried. I, maybe it's me being too. And there's too reason to be worried for sure. But, but like I'm, I'm, I am feeling like we're seeing these signs of, you know, he he's not getting by guys. You know, he gets a switch and a big on him, and then he just bails out and gives it to the guard. Like on a play last night where the Pelicans, you know, were able to force a 24 second violation. Chris Paul gets to switch and then goes, here you go, Jack. I'm done. <laughs> like, yeah. Nope. I'm done. Not a grenade, nope, man. Good luck, you, you know? I, like, I love throwing those grenades. That's such a, that's the so only time to it's, pass. It's, it's just, that's the kind of stuff where it's like, wow, I'm, I I'm watching it going like, he's not even getting by dudes. Even when he gets a screen, like yeah. now it's, now it's concerning to me. The opposite of that is Joel Embiid right now. Like, I know we all freaked out about Anthony Davis and the run he was on. It was really good. Don't get me wrong, but here are Joel Embiid's last 10 games. 37.9 points, 9.7 rebounds, 6.0 assists, 2.0 blocks, 55 from the field, 38 from three, almost 86 from the free throw line. Like 50-point game after 50-point game, Harden's back. Like it's, he's still just killing right now, and he's, and he's so dominant at the end of games. He's so dominant in the fourth quarter that they're just – it used to kind of be he would fade away, right? He would, he would kind of just like, all right, he got too tired. He's he's getting stronger in the fourth quarter. It's it's crazy impressive. I mean, it just what else can we say about him? This is the stuff he was doing last year. Like this guy is a top five player in the NBA. Nobody I don't know has like this though. Like the passing too. Like not and not saying he's never been a good passer, but he's no, just no, he he's wasn't. just way he's more improved. on point. He's yeah, improved. he's way more he's, on point now. You you saw flashes of this last year, and then he's he's gotten to the point where it's much more consistent. And I think that's the big number there to shout out to Tom Haberstow is the assists is of all of that. We knew he could score and shoot the piss out of the ball and things like that. I like that. He's not falling in love with the three only attempting to a game and things like that. And not just staying out there, but the, the passing, that's what makes that team. So, so difficult to defend because you have to double them. Yeah. You can't, you can't go straight up against them. Oh, that trade to say something. Yeah, no, I, I haven't been able to catch them much, but I've seen what he's been doing. I wonder if we all know about Harden ball and we've all kind of criticized it and wondered if you can win with it. And you guys have seen more than, than me uh, of Philly as of late. So correct me if I'm wrong, but does it seem like Embiid is trying to at least create a different type of offense than kind of the stagnant one that they've had? in terms of just like, obviously he's getting the double team. He's making the right reads, but he's at least making guys move. Yeah, I, I think so. Like, I, I think that this is partly 
out of necessity. And it's not like their offense has been good overall in the season. Like they're kind of an average offense, but yeah. they're really good in the fourth quarter. And, and I think like until they get maxi back, this is kind of the right mix of it, right? Like this, this is kind of the, you know, Harden's Harden's back, but he's not necessarily a hundred percent. And, and I, I think that Mo's point about him not falling in love with the, with the three point shot, I think that's where you see, oh, this is a Joel Embiid maximized offense because mm-hmm. that's in the past where it's just been kind of lazy. It's like, yeah, we know you can shoot the three, but we know right. your big ass on the block is unstoppable. Right. They have to send a double. And if you're finding cutters, if you're finding shooters, like it's kind of, I think that's where you're seeing the ideal mix of how do we maximize our best player and how do we have Mori ball into this at, at the same time. And I think, I don't know if this is what it's going to be moving forward. I think a lot changes when, when Maxie's back, but I think this kind of shows Harden a little bit of like, yo, you don't need to just like run into guys and so, like, yeah. you can move the ball. You can, you can play with Embiid. You can get him the ball. You can create all that gravity with the two of you and not just like, all right, take it back out, reset, dribble, 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 dribble. If you force that action into the middle of the floor or, or into Embiid, there's just so many things that can sprout off of it. I think that's right. the key. Okay. I need to go back and check yeah. their last most recent game. I haven't been. Cause Harden, Harden's really been moving the ball, but it's not like, it's not like those Harden Westbrook assists of the past where it's like, like, Hey, you dribble the shit out of the ball and then eventually right. pass it to someone. Like it, it feels like it, maybe I'm wrong. It feels like there's more movement, Mo. It feels like there's more, there's more offense and not just numbers happening. <clears throat> I mean, they're cutting behind these things. And I think yeah. that's the important thing there. Cause like a lot of times we we've, we've seen it where they have Embiid's been doubled and nobody moves and they just yeah. ball watch, but they're cutting behind it. They're, they're attacking behind that stuff and making the movements and everything that goes with it. Like it's a more fluid offense than what you get. They have times where tendencies where it can kind of slow down a bit and, and, and things like that. But I think that's their best offense. Is it cutting? we're just okay. in december okay, okay. He's, just, he's only been back for three Zach, games he yeah he's Zach, he okay. ain't cutting in may don't don't count on that like just, playing, just, man. just 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 the other guys will be cutting. okay okay <laughs> he's cutting somebody in line <laughs> at the club <laughs> yeah. hey man you pay you pay some racks for some tables you gotta you know you get to cut in line that's okay um, and is dragging these dudes though like Harden missed a lot of time, and their bench hasn't really I mean, done Maxie's a lot. Out, like they got Maxie's been out, and, and Embiid is just dragging. I mean, Mel- Melton's been really good. Yeah, I saw you know that. he he's filled in. Yeah. Like he he's been he's had, like he had a he had a really big game the other night. Like he he's been he's been good. But you're right. Like their you know their bench isn't phenomenal. Their bench is is lacking. Has Tobias been pretty <clears throat> solid? He's just feel like has he just been to there. He's there. Tobias he's, like, he's, he, he's reliable to get you 15, 16 a game on good efficiency and like right, right. That's, that's what is he is, is he know. the most boring good player in the league? Like he he's way up there. Now that Lamarcus Aldridge is done, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's the most overpaid. That's second that's our second Lamarcus <laughs> dig in two weeks. What are you talking about? He does one a day. What are you talking really, about? It's just a matter of I recognize that I recognize that he was a good player. I just hated watching him play basketball. No, yeah, I love watching personal. him play. Oh my he, god! He used to just bash you, you in the Kings post, fan. and then then he would <laughs> he would hit the left shoulder, 
and just shoot a fadeaway jumper over the top of your head. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and it, there was nothing you could do about boring it. Boring as shit, man. Just, I enjoyed just... it. But but anyway, back to the Sixers. <laughs> or Lamarcus. I'll, I'll end the stray there. Uh, they they quietly have a really great defense. I think they're up yeah. to fourth in defensive rating. Well, and that's something I mean, that you looked at their roster and it's like they they improved a lot. They they but, added Tucker. But hold on, real quick, Melton. Jim. They didn't have Maxi and Harden for a big stretch of the season. Like yes. that, <laughs> you know, like I I if they and can keep this that's up. That's exactly it, what I was gonna ask. Yeah. <laughs> Is it real when those guys are playing? No, but it all right. I don't think it because I think they're fourth on the on the season, right? And they the defense yep. has been really good lately. Um I don't think it's top five good, but if you can be in that like 10 to 13 range with those guys in the lineup and you obviously expect the offensive rating to to go up into the top 10, then I think that's the right balance. I think like you just, for them, it's, can you get stops at the end of games? And I think they have the personnel to do it, right? They got Embiid, they got PJ Tucker, they got uh, Melton, like they've, they've got some, you know, house, like they've got some guys who can, who can D up, but, if Maxi and Harden are out there, I just don't know. I don't know how sustainable that is. Well, that's who of- you're targeting, right? You're just right. going to run. You're, I mean, in the game of mismatches, you're just going to run a pick and roll that puts the two of them in there, right? And I think that's that's the, the hard scenario there for them, and that's where their defense is really going to struggle, especially in close games. In, in that, I mean, they lost a close one to to Houston in overtime. I mean, there was like, you know. Yeah, that was that was a weird one. <laughs> That was a weird, oh, like a weird. Houston, Orlando, been weird lately, man. Like, They're I know, playing. I know, I know Middleton. <laughs> I know Middleton got hurt in that game this weekend, but them taking down the Bucks, you know, uh, Orlando taking down the Raptors in back-to-back games. They're on a three-game win streak. They beat the Clippers with Kawhi. There's some weird shit going on with these two yeah. teams. Like, well, I don't know. If, James, when did the Pistons join in on this? Or is that well, they got they got their fix a few weeks ago when they beat Denver and Utah on back to back nights out that's west? True. So yeah, everybody's catching up now. Weird season. It is a weird. It's season. I did, weird. Not ex- I did not expect Zach to hype up the the Rockets and Magic today. Well, well, the Magic don't have lie. Vucevic anymore. So he, yeah, he's, nah. he's, don't have Vucevic he's all in on the Magic anymore, now. Or Aaron Gordon, like I'll watch the shit out of Paolo Banquero and Franz Wagner. Like that's that's Those I'm two- in. And those I, two are going to be I'm, so good. That together. Rockets team is full of guys that Any, I love to watch. But, <laughs> yeah, full yeah, of gunners. incompetent but, gunners. Jalen's been balling. But to jump He's on good. What, but to jump yeah. on what Jay just said, the com- the conversation of whether Paolo Banchero and Franz Wagner can coexist, over. They can coexist. They work what well conversation? together. There was at the beginning of the when they oh, got drafted. No, there was. Jay. There was, was no, Jay because they were taking Mo Cole Anthony's taking no. Cole Anthony's shots. I'll back no, Mo on this no, 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 no. You show me who had that conversation. No well, one had me, that let conversation. Me, let me just be honest. I'm scared now that Jay's backing me up. So let me just recant. <laughs> I didn't hear that once. I'm the I didn't smartest hear like, motherfucker I don't know what we do on this podcast. Hallow Bank, Harold, and Franz Wagner, can they play together? That didn't what, happen. Jay? I'm ignoring what Jay said. We're not doing this, all right? But I, there, that was never a conversation. This is the equivalent of, I was told Steph Curry couldn't shoot. Like, that's what that was. Jokic plays happen. defense. <laughs> What's that? That's the one you hate, right? 
Uh, yo, when they were subbing him out for Mason Plumley at the end of games because Jokic <laughs> was so good at defense, yeah, that's the one I couldn't stand. <laughs> anytime well, to get so anytime you're subbing in Mason Plumley for a defensive stop, it's over. You better off. Yo, that left-handed jumper is upsetting, man. He's got to stop. Yeah, this what's shit. going on? With I don't, that? I don't like it. I'm sick of players going when they hit adulthood. Going, maybe I don't so. shoot with this hand. I don't like. I'm done he, with this. He makes them shit sometimes, though. Sometimes that doesn't. <laughs> You know who makes no, three-pointers sometimes? A- Russell Westbrook. <laughs> that shit just gave me a coughing fit. You just choked on a bad just take thinking there. about it. I just, I, I just choked on Mason Plumlee's left-hand jumper. All right. Uh, speaking of Steph Curry. We'll that is a troubling him. shot, though. Just a, the most no, troubling awful. shot I've seen it's in a haunting. long time. Yeah. It's haunting. I can't remember which game it was, but they showed a shot. Of, of the, the was it the Nets maybe against the yeah, Nets? It was I can't the Nets. remember. Yeah, and, the, the, and the like they're just like, what the fuck is this? Like, what? It looks just, shocked. They were completely just unsettling. appalled. Absolutely appalled. Completely unsettling. Uh, speaking of Steph Curry and his ability to shoot, we'll get to their win over the Celtics after this break. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Hey guys, welcome back to The Athletic NBA Show podcast. I'm still your host, Zach Harbour. We still got Mo Dakiel, Jay King, 
James Edwards the third, Trevon Edwards. We don't need to reset. It's a podcast. You know what you fucking clicked. You didn't just go into this in the middle of the thing and come back to the radio after a <laughs> break. But hey, Dave, leave all this in. This is good radio. It's bad podcasting, but it's good radio. Uh, hey, guys. After a couple of weird losses during last week, the Warriors had a showdown with the Boston Celtics. And guess what happened against the best team in basketball? They beat them. They beat them. 123-107. They smacked them. They jumped all over them in the first. They jumped all over them in the, in the third quarter. And, you know, Tatum struggled tremendously in that game. It looked like the finals again. And we saw Clay go off. We saw Steph go off. Uh, Jordan Poole got to the free throw line. That's going to happen. No Wiggins in that game, right? Yeah, no Wiggins. And, yes, and the Warriors go out there and, and beat the Celtics. And so... Jay, you were, you were, you were, you know, invested in this game. You're checking it out. You're, you're, you're covering the Celtics. What was different about that game compared to what you've seen throughout this season where they've just been on a tear? I mean, they, they're outscoring teams. I had this in the power rankings today. They're outscoring teams. I believe by 18 points per 100 possessions in the first quarter, like they've been ridiculous in the first quarter. And I think going into that game, they were like plus 20 per 100 possessions. So what happened in this game that was just different? Their whole rhythm and flow was gone. The Celtics, they have been so good with ball movement. They've been so good with player movement, and it was just gone. They had 17 assists. They barely got any attempts at the rim, never mind makes at the rim. Jason Tatum was 4 for 12 from inside the paint. Um, I think Number one, I think it was a sign that the Warriors' defense which hasn't really been there all year. Like, it's still there when they want to. Yeah. Like, they, they can still go grab that. Um, And number two, I don't know whether it was because the Celtics were just, like, so hyped for that matchup or because there's something actually about the matchup with the intelligence of, of the Warriors players that kind of takes the Celtics out of what they do. Um, But it was it was... It was probably unsettling. It should be unsettling for the Celtics that mm. because this offense, the the key thing for them is can this offense, which has been absolutely dominant so far in the regular season, can they keep keep those same habits in in big games against great teams, and and that's the whole thing of this season because last year they knew their offense needed to get better. They went through long series against the Heat and the Bucks without Chris Middleton. <laughs> partly because they had stretches where they just could not score the ball. They couldn't stop turning the ball over. And so they needed to fix it. And so I think you come away from that game, maybe it's not fixed. Um, maybe it's not fixed as much as you want it to be. And they still have time, and it was just one game. But but that's the the big takeaway. I think, yeah. I think there's a – oh, go ahead, Zach. I was, well, James, I was going to ask you, like, it, it's just – I think if you're the Celtics, hey, it's just one game, right? Like, we've been killing – uh, yeah, we'd like to be better than this team. And Al but... Horford and Robert Williams both didn't play. Blake Griffin was yeah. starting at center. Yeah, like, they, I was going to bring that up, too. Yeah, they, they're, yeah, they're missing some guys there, right? They're starting Grant Williams and, and Blake Griffin. Like, I, there's there's definitely things you can say it's just one game. James, for the Warriors side of it, is it more than just one game? Because they've just been like, you, know, you see flashes here and there, but the consistency is just gone. Kuminga's and, good. Like, you're not seeing Kuminga's them. good. Kuminga, you know, he should yeah, be playing a lot more. He was all um, you, you're not seeing, you know, the, the Warriors come out and trounce teams in the third quarter like they usually do. They, they, they had a good third quarter against the Celtics, but I'm wondering if, if this can be like one of those sparks that kind of bring it all together. 
I think there's something to the psyche or there was something to the psyche of both teams in that matchup and it, it might be overplayed but whatever but I think it plays into both of their kind of makeups throughout the year so the Warriors have been inconsistent like you said but they also hear the chatter going into that game that was very hyped up regular season game in December and yeah. I think they're just the petty kings like not the kings but like they're just yeah. like, okay like More every, on that in a minute every, <laughs> literally a minute <laughs> yeah. everybody's everybody's like okay like this is a big match and i think the words are just like it's december like mm. we've had bigger fish to fry and it's like okay these guys like think they're going to send a message in the words just internally things click and like i thought jay did a nice uh video thread after yeah. that game showing the drop stuff and like I think Al makes that game a little bit differently. Obviously, so does Robert Williams, but Blake was nowhere near any of those guys, and they were, you can't let Clay and Steph just get good looks. But and then Boston going into that game, I think it was, like, hyped up in a weird way because, like, only the only thing I ever heard going into that was from Boston side, where it's mm. like, this is the game. Like, we got to send a message. We got to let them know we're here. And it's like, did they overthink that? Did they did they get out of their rhythm did they get out of what they know because they were trying so hard to win i don't know like that's ty- that type of psychological stuff is hard to like interpret and put on teams in the especially in the regular season but you definitely see like the pettiness of golden state like all right it's december but like this is the team that everybody this is the rematch like all right let's just handle business and boston like okay we need to send a message and you overthink it that's just kind of how it felt like to me like i don't Boston's been ridiculous, and I don't think they just forgot how to play basketball because they yeah. played against the Warriors in December. Like, yeah, maybe. I mean, Mo, maybe that is a sign of like, like the Warriors making sure, like, hey, we're getting up for this game, right? Like, and they, they didn't shoot the ball amazing. Like, Steph and Clay were really good shooting the ball, but the rest of the team was was horrible shooting the ball from outside, right? And a lot of that's Jordan Poole going one for nine, but. Um, but defensively to lock in like that and and for Kaminga to play like that, that's probably also like kind of an audition for Kaminga of like, hey man, you want some minutes? Like you got to bring it against this team. Every every time Kaminga steps on the court, it's it's audition time yeah. for him because it's auditions for the playoffs. And the the really it's it's don't trade me at this point. You know, don't you don't <laughs> you don't feel like February you, you know on on what are the February six that you have to. The, the trade deadline, like that's an opportunity to, you need to move yeah. me now. I think that's the big thing. And he was awesome in that game, but it really comes down to two guys or, or just one guy, Clay. Clay was amazing in this game. He was getting good looks. Boston. Both continued. ends too. Both ends. Yeah. But yeah. like on the offensive end, like Boston's playing him and drop as you were sh- saying, Jay, which is what they did in the finals, which didn't make a lot of sense either. He gets, if he's shooting like that, like then the Warriors are back to being, the Warriors. He struggled a lot early on, and if they can consistently get that effort from from Clay and and that kind of performance is big. But I also want to shout out Dante DiVincenzo coming off the bench and getting eight rebounds. Like he didn't score a lot, he didn't shoot well, and, and, and things like that. But just the hustle plays and the 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 stuff that they missed from guys like Gary Payton and and Otto Porter Jr. Like that's the role he needs to kind of fill mm-hmm. a little bit. And if he's starting to look healthy and and get into that. <clears throat> Now you can start talking about it, but I need to see more more of it from the Warriors. They got a big game coming up against the Bucks. Let's see how that kind of plays out. That's the one I want to keep an eye on. He, Trey, I feel like they're starting to figure some things out. Yeah, like like they came into the season with no idea how to build a bench, and they didn't know like is is Kaminga going to help us? Is Wiseman going to help us? Wiseman has been banished. 
like like nah bro you're not ready yet <laughs> yeah, um Ant- anthony lamb emerged and and that's been a big deal for Look, them anthony lamb's been really good and the shots going in i can't watch that jumper happen okay it's that is such a bad looking jump shot and he's shooting well so it's it's rude of me to say this but i can't watch it i just it's it's unsettling it's as, then, it's as bad as it's not as bad as the mason Plumley jumping jumper form but it's not is. that far nothing from it. Is. It's oh, pretty no. close. Oh, no. oh, it's no. pretty We're not close. Those two together. We're it's not pretty close. It's different results, but it's pretty close. I'll I'll say this: covering the Pistons, a lot of names have come through those doors through training camp. Yeah. And Lord, if you would have told me that Anthony Lamb is the one that would be getting on the it's floor, it's crazy that but he's stays. like legitimately important. <laughs> yes. Like he's legitimately good out of nowhere. It's crazy. Like when I like when his name popped up, like he's starting to get like minutes and and putting the ball in the basket and doing things. I'm like. I had to go back and what, look and make sure that was the what same if there was a different it, yeah. it, that was it shows how much deal in Detroit. Yeah. Shows how much fit matters too. Because yeah, for sure. I don't think in any other system with any other team, no. he's nearly as impactful. Mm-hmm. I agree. But but that Golden State Warriors system, he doesn't have to do much. He just has to be smart and be able to guard some different positions. And he can do that. And and that's kind of and he he's been a big help, and now Kaminga Kaminga is just tantalizing, man. Like he does stuff that hardly anybody does. Yeah, and and now that it seems on like Tatum. Ooh, yeah, but now it seems like he's like so, he came into the season, athlete. and I don't know if he had the right mentality. Like I, it it didn't feel like he was willing at that point to come in and just. It looked like he was on focus the focus on defense, focus on rebounding. Like do all the stuff that he really needed to do to to impact winning, and now he's about that stuff, mm-hmm. and that's a huge deal for them. But an absolutely but, enormous. But he needs deal. to be consistent with it too, right? Like he he has flashes where yeah he does the right things, and then he'll have a game where I think he loses the confidence of Steve Kerr because again, like maybe this is unfair for a young guy, but you got to do this shit at a championship level, and Every that means night, night in night out, yeah. right? Like. That's the standard, and that's tough for a guy that young and that inexperienced. That's tough, man. Like that's asking a lot. It's why having him and Moody and Wiseman in the rotation for as long as they did, that's why it was so inconsistent, Jay. Right? They, like they had to look yeah. at it. Oh, for sure. And and you yeah. got to figure out the rotation. I mean, it it's a little well, maybe it's not as similar to this, but the idea of like I remember early last season, people questioned like, what is Ame Udoka doing with his rotations with his lineups, right? And it's like, look, you know, Steve Kerr's not a new coach, obviously. He's been with these guys for a while, and they had these guys last year. But you have to figure out what combinations work in November, December, January so that you can build in February, March, and April into the playoffs, right? And and so, yeah, they had to do it, but but that just, you lose out on opportunities if you're not consistent. Like, that's the reason Lamb has, has stuck in the rotations because he's been consistent. And with a young guy like that, like Kaminga, it's not all about what's going to help us the most right now. Right. Right. Like, like they probably knew from the start that Kamingo was going to end up in their rotation and be for sure the rotation, but you also have to teach him like, this isn't acceptable. Like you can't be out there. Yeah. You know, failing to make defensive rotations. You can't be out there doing your own thing when every, everybody else needs to be on the same page with you. And, and so I think there was some of that going on too. I just looked up Anthony Lamb's stats in summer league this year. (laughs) 
because you guys are that, talking that's about a brand new sentence. No one's ever said that before. <laughs> <laughs> Only he Jay had... would find the most random stuff. Like Jay goes into these stat dives that we get in the group chat where we're like, dude, what the fuck is the weather in Boston? Go outside. Like, dude, come on. It's, it's cold it's and snowy. It's bad. I, was say, is that I can snow? see the snow out there. Right now? He, he scored 15 points over five games in summer league with the Rockets per game or total. 15 points total oh. in over five games. Well, that's he shot good. six for 19 from the field, three for 14 from three, and now he's in the Warriors rotation. It felt like four for 15, though. But but think think of how bad a fit he was with Houston. Like, they were just absolute I mean, chuckers on... everywhere. And they had basically their whole NBA team at Summer League. I mean, they're and, still chuckers now. <laughs> and, <laughs> like, he was never touching the ball. It, it didn't matter that he was a high IQ because everyone else was super low IQ. Yeah, and and he's in the Warriors rotation, and he matters. So. But it's because it's wow. Zach said it. But it's the most important thing is he's consistent, and like that's what coaches want more than anything else is they want to know every time I put this guy in, I know what <laughs> I'm getting out of him, and I think yeah. that's the that's how you stay on the floor for these young teams, and that's why sometimes like hey, Kaminga is more talented. There's no question about it. The potential is much higher. Just but- a little bit. Just a little bit. <laughs> Just a little bit, you know. <laughs> but I think the ultimate thing is, like, for Kerr, it's going like, but I know when Lamb's in, he's going to do this, this, and this. I'm hoping Kamingo will do this, this, and this, this time yeah. he's in. And I think yeah. that's the difference in, in, in what Kerr's got away every time he's looking at the rotation. And a lot of that has to do with defensively, right? It's like that, the offensive yeah, stuff is sure. like whatever. Like, I think that's just icing on the cake. It's like, can you guard a four today? Can you guard a two? Can you switch out on a on a point guard and, and can you battle uh, you know some of these fives like and be in rotation be in help be you know recover the perimeter without selling out and and having a guy blow by you like it it's all those questions and it's a lot to ask of such a young guy but that's the that's the job right that's imagine the job when you're in the wars imagine if Kaminga does like totally pan out though the defense there could be so stupid oh yeah like you've got Draymond and Looney as your bigs You've got Wiggins and Kaminga both as six eight freaks, but also like, like in the the standard right. James is look look man. If you can't beat out Jamichael Green for minutes yeah. consistently, like Jamichael Green is solid, bro. Jamichael right, Green is from this one generation's Jay King Anthony, statement to another. This he's week, this generation Anthony week, Tolliver. Don't put ever some, disrespect put some Anthony respect Tolliver. On yeah, name. don't you ever. Ever <laughs> disrespect Holly like that ever again. Tolliver. No, 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 no. All right. That's not the only dumb thing Jay's going to say. This week, the Kings lost at Milwaukee. They won in Cleveland and they got locked up at New York on Sunday. Which game will Jay King focus on in Jay King's Kings Minute? Find out now. Jay, you're on the clock. I'm not focusing on any game. Uh, honestly, the loss to the Knicks was tough. It, it it wasn't good for my Kings. They had a great, great close against Cleveland, though. Mm-hmm. But what I want to focus on, the defensive player of the game chain that they broke out. So they don't corny. just have the victory beam it's anymore. So corny, man. They have the defensive player of the game chain. And not only that, but the inaugural defensive player of the game chain went to DeMontis motherfucking Sabonis. They are up to 16th in defense. Mike Brown's lessons are coming through. Actually, like they're probably like 
half a point per possession ahead of like 26 or 27. Everybody, everybody's kind of lumped Everyone's in. so clustered right now. I'm not sure his teachings really are coming through. But but that defensive player of the game chain, it's, I was crying laughing. It's terrible. It's also like, and you've got in time. Uh, but also like this is, it's not, and this isn't a knock on the Kings. This is everybody post the U turnover chain, like trying to create their own little thing. And it's so dumb. It's so that's, dumb. That's what happened we, when you've been irrelevant for two decades. You have to come up with shit come like after that. you, James. They're going to start saying like you're you're turning on your hometown, even though you're not from Sacramento. That's just what they throw at me. They're like you're turning on your hometown. <laughs> so you think- None of these guys are from Sacramento. What are you talking about? <laughs> I also I forgot about that. I, I big ups that capital every time, man. That's the capital of California, baby. Even put some respect on the city of Sacramento's name. It's just, just the team the has been terrible. <laughs> they're good now. I just don't know if it's going to last. Shout I, out to I, the barbecue I, spot outside Golden One Center. The chain, though. Can we get hold back on, to hold this on, hold on. I don't even thing. know if it's still there. Zach there just said they're good spot. now. He admitted they're good. That This is a big he did. moment. He this did. is a big moment. He just I have them, admitted I have the them 13, good. I have them 13th in the power rankings. How many will, complaints will you get from Sacramento fans that that's not high enough? Oh, go cry about it, okay? Go cry. <laughs> just go, go sob. Go sob in your sad little king's towel tears, okay? Like I'm, I'm so sick of this. Like you need to respect. No, I don't. They need to prove that they that they deserve respect. You know what? We did this to Milwaukee, and what happened? They became champions. I I think if I disrespect the Kings enough, they can do it. That's right. They can do the impossible. They can make the play-in tournament. I I'm think still they can trying do it. to fire Bud. It, it's going to be gone. It's going to be be gone. It right? is going to be tough to find a defensive player of the game winner every game there. Like it's gonna be yeah, Malik uh, Monk some okay, games. It's gonna you know be De'Aaron Fox. Some I take games. they back, might want to just give it to Delhi no matter what, even if he doesn't play. Like just I hand take it back to the, if they don't give it some games, then I take it back. Then it's worth it. That, like yeah, then, y'all like, suck tonight. Yeah, like nah, <laughs> wasn't like you gave up one twelve to the to the Knicks. Like that that's it wasn't it tonight, right? Like I think I think if they hold a team under one ten then they should give it out. Like there's got to be like a reverse taco situation, right? Like, Oh, we scored 120 <laughs> points tonight. Everyone gets tacos. Like if they give up more than 110, they should not give that thing out. And then it becomes special. Then it becomes a real thing. I the, still like, like the beam though. That's a, that's a, it's, it's kind of corny, but it's a clever corny. It's a good one. I like, yeah. I'm on, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm all not, for I, I like it. the button to light the beam. Like that's, that's the thing I like. I hate the chain, but I like the, I like the light the beam. That's fun. The, the only thing that's going to suck is the, the number of fans now that will be wearing fake defensive player of the game chains in the in the, in the Listen, arena. If, for you, if you're an entrepreneur yeah. in oh, yeah. turning, you better green. start. You better start. Yep, it's going to turn. Start it's going to turn. turn green, but you yeah. better you better start manufacturing those fake chains. If you want to make some money, twenty bucks a pop or whatever that's going to be. You sell the yeah. hell out of those outside the Golden One. Be- before we close, just because Mo brought up uh, Bud to, to Zach. Yeah. Is there a person or player in the league? And I want to hear from all of you that like you just had to just eat it. Like there's just I'll like ne- for me, I'll, I'll never eat it with Bud. I, <laughs> like I'm, he, I still think I thought you should have been fired at the parade. He um, left Grant Williams wide open by design in an entire game seven, even though he was a forty plus percent. He was killing man. He was killing. Um, you have to oh eat man, it though. that's a good question. That's, to that's me, it's a Josh really Giddy. good question. Like he just keeps doing things, and it just. I Hold still on. think he's. I I think to your credit, look, we were all sitting there first game of summer league, and we only got to see him for like six minutes because he hurt his ankle. But that first summer league experience with Josh Giddy, when he started dribbling the basketball, I thought, <laughs> oh no, 
That looks so weird. Like it didn't look like he knew how to dribble. Like he gets it done, but I'm with you on that. Like his first play was a dunk, Zach. (laughs) He drove down the lane and dunked. And 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 was was like, it was like, was like, I I don't know if he's got it. (laughs) (laughs) And he got hammered by OKC. He got hammered. He was done, man. I still, I still need to see it when basketball matters, but until then, yeah, like I'll just eat it. Like Giddy's balling, it pisses me off, but it, he's nice, I guess. Um, <laughs> I'm trying, I guess. I'm, I'm trying, trying to, to think, like, and it's not because I'm, it's because I'm wrong so often. I have to find the <laughs> the one that's really really stands out. Like I know Joe is, or Jay has said a guy that's nice. That's just not nice or i i really believed in rj hampton for like a week a week no no jay's jay's range is like a machine gun you were counting summer league rebounds in my face you were going crazy no 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 by that point i had already far (laughs) moved on like that was that was just a mockery of myself at that point uh but yeah for like a week i i thought rj hampton was going to be the one (laughs) You have a new one every week. Yeah, um, I mean, there's a lot of talent in the NBA. And if you catch a guy on the right day, you can really become a believer. And sometimes you keep that belief far too long and and hold that belief at a way too high level. I mean, I'll never believe in Vooch. I don't care that he's a two-time <laughs> I all-star. I, I, I don't care that he's a two- I, that's the worst two-time all-star I possible. Like I do not understand why he got those votes from the from the coaches. I think it was a prank. I don't think he's good. The, I like that idea that he's going to get Rodrigue, a big contract coming up is crazy to me. I still think Rodrigue Bobois is going to emerge as <laughs> Roddy buckets. Yo, Roddy buckets can go. Roddy Buckets can go. Um, Marshawn Brooks is scoring well. 40 somewhere. Oh, man. Oh, man. Marshawn Brooks, I thought, was, that was the next my, one. Yeah. Next I one. thought, I mean, look, if we're going to get, if we're going to talk players we were wrong about, Kirk Snyder, Courtney Alexander, Ooh. like a I lot Dennis of gunners. Courtney man. Alexander. Oh, Courtney Alexander. Yo, he led the nation in scoring. He oh, was good, man. I thought it was like, I thought there was a Ricky Davis situation. Like they brought in Michael Jordan to, to help Courtney Alexander score. Like I thought that's what the whole wizard setup was. That's I thought so cool. Courtney had it, man. Oh, what was, man. What was my man? Uh, the wizards. Was it Peter or the Sonic? Was it Peter John Ramos? Oh, Peter you guys remember John Ramos? <laughs> he was Yo, he's big nice. as fuck, man. He's like he seven four. Yeah. He's like seven four two ninety. <laughs> yeah. I thought, oh, man. I thought he was nice. Yeah. I thought uh, he looked like a when... Saints row character. I thought when Milos Tadosic came over to the Clippers, I was like, it's over. This is perfect. Oh, Milos. Yeah, I was all in on and Milos. Then, yeah. then, Milos is my favorite player was, ever. Yeah. Truly and then I the dime thrower. Not gonna trade yeah, him. man. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. No one throws a dime like Milos. Like, he just never trades. see dimes left and right. Yeah. No, oh, Dave, Dave DeFore is like two packs a day, like two packs a quarter, man. That I'm dude's pretty smoking sure, like I'm pretty crazy. sure he was on the court smoking and dribbling at the same time. Like, yo, it's, it's if you get him and Vladi in the same city, it is bad air quality on site. Like, you cannot <laughs> you can't breathe. Like, you can't so, breathe. You, you got to hold your breath at all. <laughs> um, all right. That's going to do it for this edition of the Athletic NBA Show podcast. Make sure you're checking out all, all the podcasts podcast on the network make sure you subscribe the athletic for the best coverage of sports you get all that what i mean the pistons are either going to trade a bunch of people or they're going to start winning and either way this is the crazy thing about james this is the thing that actually makes me mad about james james earmuff this because james will find good stories for when the team's dog shit that's hard <laughs> to do 
it's annoying. Five years of this. It's a an- I know, you. but it's annoying. Like it, like because it was shows, born in that. It shows you don't have that. to sleepwalk. You don't have to sleepwalk through your job, and that's a bad standard for me. Uh, <laughs> Jay King is covering the best team of basketball. Make sure you watch as they uh, eventually collapse in the playoffs. And then you want to get all the other great coverage, including my power rankings every single Monday morning. Make sure you check out one Mo thing in which Mo Dakiel is breaking down stuff. Although Jay King kind of coming for that one Mo thing. That's that corner, drop shit you know, was nice. it kind of, it kind of, you know. That's what I'm saying, Mo. Yeah. Watch out. Watch uh, out. Jay, 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 you see his face? Not worried. Ooh, Pelicans. <laughs> you, know, uh, Jay's not, you, Jay, you know Jay's not going to keep that going. All it's right. like the Peloton bike. I'm going to keep that the going. The Peloton bike that has cobwebs <laughs> on the uh, the pedals because he's not touched it. You keep kid saying, God come, has not when's the last, come ride a bike with the Jay on, on logged in there. What's the last time? It never goes on. I, I, can, I can tell you the last time. It, w- it was a long fucking time ago. Though. Pre-wedding? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Oh, well, pre-wedding. What are we talking about? There's no way. It was like was it before last the wedding. Was it I, last just, I just tried to sign into the Peloton app, and they wouldn't even let me. Okay, there, there you go. go. Now, <laughs> now I just password. use the kid that got is signing in as, as we speak. Um, they're, they're telling me to change my password. I don't know why. <laughs> All right, <laughs> that that's going to do it. Keep it locked in on the end <laughs>